0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Wendy Bolsby and Melissa Kircher. <laughs>
0: to another episode of Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am one of your co-hosts, Wendy, and I am joined as always by my fabulous co-host, Melissa. There she is. She's right there. Yay! Right here. And we are back for another episode to talk about movies that we have enjoyed and other things that have brought us joy. And... Um, and things of that nature, and whatnot.
1: <laughs> so, um, whenever whenever one of us says things of that nature, all I can think of is the commentary track from Conan the Barbarian, <laughs> where that Arnold Schwarzenegger did, and he loves the phrase "things of that nature."
0: <laughs> things of that nature. <laughs>
1: I think he was either drunk or high or both on that commentary track because he was also really into talking about the dogs that uh, are in that one scene. (laughs) It's bananas.
0: (laughs) I love the idea of like, hi, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And like, Mm -hmm. I feel like, I feel like, yeah. I feel like, yeah, because I mean, among other things, he's been a Republican politician and we know Republican politicians absolutely get up to some shit. Well, I said it. I said it.
1: (laughs) Well, I think a lot of politicians across the board get up to some shit of varying types.
0: (laughs) Oh, they all do. It's just the particular hypocrisy of the Republican ones is always enjoyable. Mm. Like, you know what? You know what? You know what, it's okay, bud, if you want to, you know, do a little something, something, have a little alcohol, do a little weed, like, whatever, but, like, let's not be a hypocrite about it, okay? Yeah, true
1: okay. that. And, and, of course, you know, talking about Schwarzenegger, he was a bodybuilder during the 70s. Oh, he
0: did some drugs.
1: <laughs> Even if it's steroids, you know, something went into that body.
0: <laughs> I forget, Does he managed to have kids? Oh, I can't remember. I think he has. Cause, like, I mean, we all know,
1: right, that steroids uh, are bad for you. Didn't he have a kid with his house house cleaning lady?
0: I don't know. I
1: I, I don't pay that much attention to the gossip.
0: To the gossip, <laughs> the goss goss. Ah, <laughs> uh, so Melissa, mm-hmm. what have you? real quick, let's check in here. What have you been watching in the last week? And then we can like dive into what we want to. But like, let's put these in a good order. So like, what have you been watching? What are you excited about? And then I'll let you know what I've been up to.
1: Well, uh, this week I was uh, mostly focusing on being outdoors because the weather in Minnesota actually started behaving like spring. So that was nice. I got to walk my dogs a little bit and so on and so forth. But I did find a... A movie on Criterion, which is actually leaving at the end of the month, that I have been looking for for a very long time. And I finally got to see it. Yes.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Shall we get into Uh, it?
0: Yeah. Like, I I just now I just want to hear about it. Yeah. We're just going to do it. Do
1: it. Do it. Do it. Okay. It's called Henri Georges Clouseau's Inferno. So, Henri Georges Clouseau. French film director in the 1960s. No, get out. Uh, sh- I'm just differentiating him from Peter Sellers' character, okay? Henri-Georges Clouseau. Uh, film director, French, in uh, in the 1960s. He did Wages of Fear, which is the movie about the guys driving a truck full of... of t- TNT that is weeping nitroglycerin over a very rocky mountain pass very slowly so they don't blow up.
0: I remember uh, that movie. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Very famous.
1: Uh, he also did Diabolique, which is... Well, um, of
0: course.
1: Yes. Uh, very, very stylish, kind of like a French Hitchcock. Very... Uh, uh, he, he he, wasn't quite as prolific as Hitchcock or, you know, Curaçao or somebody like that. But um, he, he did contribute... Uh, some real gems to world cinema. And there was a movie that he never finished making called Inferno. Uh, I think this was 1963 or thereabouts. Burn, baby,
0: burn. I'm sorry. That's, it, was re- it was required. Anyway, well, I, go on.
1: I agree. I agree. So Henri-Georges Clouseau's Inferno is a documentary about that failed film.
0: Oh, so this is kind of like that one about, um, the, the
1: Man Who Killed Don Quixote. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, thank you. You knew exactly what I was talking about. You know, yeah. the Don Quixote and then, one. And, and the... also
1: Hodorowsky's Dune, another famous movie yes. that didn't quite come together. So Inferno was one that they started filming and got partway through the process, and then things just utterly fell apart. And, um... Partially because um, they only had the location for a very short period of time before they drained the lake, Jesus. <laughs> and the other thing is uh, Clouseau rather famously had a heart attack uh, oh. while directing the movie. So probably because um, they drained the lake. I'm just
0: saying, like, where the <laughs> fuck the lake go? Well, there was a lake they, here yesterday. It <laughs> was a
1: reservoir. There was a dam. They were going to empty the reservoir and. But the, the the resort that they were filming at was on the shores of this lake, and they were using the lake in filming. So there was a hard deadline of, this lake's not going to be here anymore in a few weeks. So, anyway, um, the story behind this uh, this documentary is the guy who made the documentary, I forget where he was, but he got into an elevator, and he suddenly realized he... The person in the elevator with him was the widow of Henri-Georges Clouseau. And they started talking. And it turns out she had all of the film canisters. And nobody knew, other than her, knew that this film existed. So um, it's like 13 film canisters. No, I'm sorry. There were a lot of film canisters. It was like 13 hours of film that had been shot. And, uh, so what this documentarian did was he went through the film and managed to find like sound tests because there's no other audio linked up to the, to the film. So he found some audio, he found the original script and this doc- this documentary is first of all about the film and how it failed, but also he reconstructs what he can. Nice. And what's really bonkers is that uh, Clouseau was making this movie basically about his own anxiety. And so the plot of this movie is about a guy who, like in his 40s, who marries a much younger wife, and they go to a resort together, and initially they're very happy, but then he gets really, really jealous of everybody she's she is uh, interacting with. So not just guys, but also women. And, and so the movie concept was in black and white were the scenes that were happening in reality and in full color was, were these kind of uh, psychedelic uh, interpretations of his anxiety. Nice. And this is before the psychedelia era. So this, he, he, Clouseau was very yeah yeah a, a Clouseau was getting into uh shooting these really bizarre sequences that involve like putting uh, shooting through prisms and uh, kinetic art and wild lighting effects um, um like if you remember in um everything everywhere all at once, every once in a while there uh there's a shot where. Uh, one of the actors is facing the camera and then there's clearly a ring light where the lights are changing colors and circling yeah. their face. He was doing that in the 1960s. <laughs> and nice. And so most of the stuff that was shot were these really psychedelic color sequences and uh, and some of the plot. So what the documentary winds up being is... As they're talking about uh, Clouseau working with his actors and producers, and how nobody was getting along, and Clouseau getting more and more obsessed with the details of this film, things just weren't progressing as fast as they should to get the movie done before the lake was drained. But then they didn't even get to that point. He had a heart attack. Um, he did live on uh, after that. He made one more movie, but. The so as they're telling the story of what was going on, they're showing these fantastical color sequences and they're just amazing. They're gorgeous. Uh, just hypnotic to watch. Uh, literally, I watched it on Friday night and then I also watched it on Saturday. <laughs> I watched this movie twice in two days. So it's it's fascinating to watch. And even the because black the and second white time stuff.
0: You were showing it to someone.
1: Kelvin. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I figured Indeed. It's like, Kelvin, you gotta see this thing. So yeah, it's on Criterion Channel and it appears disappears at the end of May, I believe. So if this is the sort of thing that interests you, go get it.
0: I mean <laughs> first off, I wanna do a callback way to the beginning of like there's a film that I've been dying to see and I've been look on the lookout for it and I found it. And it is this French film nobody's ever heard of. God, I love you, Melissa. I just I fucking love you. I love no, you no. so
1: much. It's a documentary about a French film nobody's ever heard of because it never got finished.
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, when you crawl into my niche, it's just that my niche is far more nichey, which is a musical nobody's heard of. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, no, that sounds that sounds fantastic. Uh, I this week um,
1: it was kind of all about Matt Damon. Oh, so, interesting. Um, did he did he get lost and somebody had to find him? Well, it
0: yes, <laughs> it <always does. laughs> um, because I was reminded by a Facebook ad that Air, the film about Nike creating Air Jordans, oh, uh, yeah. directed by. Ben Affleck, starring Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. And, mm-hmm. um, oh, uh, oh shoot, what's his toes from, and I love him so, and I'm blanking on his name. I'll look it up. But anyway, I was reminded that that was becoming available on streaming on Friday night. And I okay. was like, cool, I want to watch that because it's an underdog sports film. And Chris was oh, like, yeah. Is it? And I'm like, oh, honey, it absolutely is. It is about an underdog shoe company beating the odds to create Air Jordans. That is an underdog. It's literally an underdog sports film. Jason mm-hmm. Bateman. That's who it is. I was like, who oh, is yeah. it? It's that that guy. Um, I love late Jason, uh,
1: late Jason Bateman's career so much.
0: Oh yeah, um, he's an
1: interesting performer.
0: But, um, so I watched that, and I'll come back to that. And then for, um, and the reason why it was a double feature was Mother's Day last night. I, it you know, it's Mother's Day, you pick, what are we going to watch? And I was like, I want to watch The Martian <laughs> again. <laughs> it is a frequent rewatch in our house. So, yes, I did watch Matt Damon, Get Lost, again. That <laughs> movie is... So good. And you know what makes me angry is Mm. why aren't we moving forward with a Project Hail Mary movie? Because that would be enough. And again, Matt Damon would be perfect to star in it. Um, Of course. Like, come on, give me what I want. Give me what I really want. But anyway, coming back to, mm, to air, it is exactly the movie you think it is. Right. we know it's, you know, it's the formula movie these are exactly the kind of movies I love because I love an underdog sports film. I love it when it's done well. I love it when it provides insight into something that I don't know shit about. Mm -hmm. Um, This, by the way, because of when it is set, which is the eighties, the (laughs) soundtrack is an absolute banger. Melissa. Mm Melissa. Like, of course. It oh, is. oh, my God. So many needle drops and so many that I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. Like, we get some tempted. We got fucking Alan Parsons project for one <laughs> for one music transition. I'm like, okay, that are you kidding me?
1: Um, Perfect.
0: Yeah, but also the cast is insane because along with, you know, uh, Jason Bateman and Matt and Ben, obviously we get Vi- Viola Davis as Michael's mm-hmm. mom. We've already heard she's in it and she is, as always, amazing. But do you know who I'm falling in love with? Who? Chris Messina. He oh. is one of my favorite character actors. I loved him on um, on The Newsroom where Mm -hmm. he was kind of the bad guy, but kind of also had a character arc where you saw his point of view. And he has just been, he pops up so consistently and he is always so watchable. And in this one, he plays Michael's agent and he is an absolute asshole and he is having so much fun chewing every bit of scenery that comes near him. Perfect. Absolutely. And we get Chris Tucker, who is aging wonderfully, like still being Chris Tucker, but figuring mm-hmm. out how to how to still like do that as he's now looking older and vibing older. Um, yeah, it's like the cast is great, and it's all about Nike, which was a third rate shoe company known just for jogging, for running mm-hmm. shoes, right mm-hmm. for you know, the the triathlon and things like that. And it's like, this is a shoe company for joggers. And by the way, Ben Affleck, who plays the CEO, who was a jogger, is hilarious because he is exactly that 80s jogger that we all can picture. <laughs> he is himself a jogger. And he throws down some really great moments of like awkward, awkward, but not Cringe humor. It's so great. <laughs> so here's Nike, and they want, and Converse is the shoe of the NBA. Right. Converse. And mm-hmm. then next is Adidas, um, a shoe company run by uh, Nazi Germans. I mean, yep. were they Nazis? Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, uh, and it's, you never see Michael in the whole thing
1: at Interesting. all. Interesting. Huh.
0: Because it's all about Matt Damon who is trying to make, like, trying to get Michael Jordan who really wants to sign with Adidas because they're his favorite shoe. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I want you to consider Nike. I want you to consider Nike. And how he basically, like, breaks the rules and goes to the mom because the mom's where it's at. And... There is so many lovely golden moments. There's, um, there's a character who's the shoe designer. He is a little tiny nugget of gold in there. Um, it all plays out exactly like how you would think it would, given. But it is so satisfying. Mm-hmm. If you are like me, still a little broken from the pandemic, where you love just soothing movies that make you feel good, mm-hmm. this is the movie for you. absolutely absolutely um yeah and the the 80s of it all is just top (laughs) just top notch (laughs) so yeah i watched i watched air um and it there there's a point in the movie where they're talking about the potential of who michael is Mm -hmm. um and they show all these clips. And I, as we know, I am not actually a sports person. I just love sports right. films. Um, they show all of these clips of just the... From that moment forward of Michael Jordan's career. And even I was like, I remember all that. Because mm-hmm. he's so iconic.
1: Mm-hmm. He's
0: such an amazing athlete. Even I know a lot about Michael Jordan. And so here's this moment where, like, and there is that moment where, yeah, everybody knows that he's got talent, but they're like, I mean, yeah, it's Michael Jordan. But like, really, this other guy probably is great. And he's just like, no, Michael Jordan is going to change things. Michael Jordan is it. And kind of a spoiler, but Mm kind of not because we know these movies, right? We know that. But and also, if you know your history, what was so groundbreaking about the deal is that as part of the deal, Nike agreed to give Michael a percentage of the sales. Oh yeah, that changed things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and it really like as we know, I am I'm a commie socialist, pinko whore, um, <laughs> right. So just watching that and being like, yes, you are making money off of them. They deserve to get some of that money back. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we know Air Jordans are one of the most popular shoe in the world. And Michael Jordan's passive income from this shoe is is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But it also opened the door for other sports people to also start – like getting their fair share, leading eventually to even down to college, right? We know that did happen of like, these colleges are literally selling merchandise with players' likeness and not giving anything to the player because Mm -hmm. they're a college player and we gave them a scholarship. We own them. And that has since changed in part because of what happened with Michael Jordan. So. I mean that's another aspect on it that just like mm, makes my little heart glow. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. Power to the people. Unite. <laughs> so that's
1: uh, that's what I watched. Yes. Yes. That sounds fun. I should watch that.
0: Yeah. I mean it's just Ben Affleck is just a fucking solid director. He, he really knows how to put a film together. He really he does. does. Hmm. Yeah. I agree. I concur. <laughs> I should have concurred. Huh. Um, so, okay, Melissa, what, yeah. what, what is something that has uh, brought you joy this week?
1: Okay, so this is kind of hyper-local, but there's this little place in the North Minneapolis-Robbinsdale area, Minnesota, that is about a block off the Victory Memorial Parkway. It's called Dancing Bear Chocolate. And it's just this little joint. They make chocolates and they do baking and they make their own ice cream. And you can just walk up. They have a little window in the side of their building where you can just walk up and say, I would like some ice cream, please. And they'll give it to you. Uh, So first of all, that place is great. But also when it's warm outside, which we know is about 48 seconds long in Minneapolis, (laughs) when it's warm outside, uh, on Sunday mornings, there is a little tiny farmer's market that they host. So it's usually only like three or four vendors. But, you know, usually the people who go sell there are like local artists or there's some people who sell plants, uh, you know, like tomato plants that are pre-started that you can put in your garden, etc. Et but one of the little kiosks is a couple guys who live together. I am not sure if... I. Okay, I'm pretty sure they are a gay couple, but uh, anyway, they uh, got into baking sourdough bread during the pandemic, and have been have basically made their own little uh, sourdough bread business, nice. and so they sell out there, and they're these perfect sourdough loaves, and they do your your regular loaves, but they also get adventurous. And they make a chocolate cherry sourdough that is ah. exquisite. So every time they, they're selling that, it's like, please, I need one right now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, weekly during the winter, you know, they, they send out a, an email to their special customers where they say, this is what we're making this week. If you want one, you know, pay by PayPal or whatever it is. and and uh, come pick up your sourdough on on Friday, but you know this week I I went to the little farmers market and there they were and they said hey you're Melissa right I know I'm now yeah so they know me and uh, <laughs> they had they had chocolate cherry sourdough and I got the very last loaf of it and I've been eating it you know metering it out you know just. Okay, I'm lying. I'm not metering it out. I am just eating it in hunks. <laughs> it's so good. windy. it is so good. So that, that is my happiness this week. It's this sourdough bread. <laughs> that sounds Comade. amazing. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. So, so dear listeners, if you live in the area and are looking for something to do on a Sunday morning, you know, come up here, get some, get some goodies at Dancing Bear and also shop their little farmer's market.
0: Who doesn't love a little farmer's market? Right?
1: It's just a wee little one. And, just, they, love, and they love dogs. Wee <laughs>
0: just a, just a, wee, a wee little one. Ah, uh, yes. How about you, Wendy? Well, we finally, so we, our friend Lori has mm-hmm. this uh, coffee table at her house that oh, I yeah. have been coveting. Absolutely coveting mm-hmm. because the top of the coffee table lifts up and it lifts up to a useful height for actually like using it for a laptop or having a snack. Mm-hmm. And so Chris and I uh, went looking online and we found one that we like and we finally bought it and it arrived last week and it oh. is Fantastic, Melissa! You're going to love this thing. It's like a transformer, um, <laughs> because not only does the top lift up, which, by the mm-hmm. way, listeners, then there is storage underneath it that mm-hmm. is tucked away, which we need because our dog finds things and shoes. Bless, yeah. bless his little puppy heart. Um, so it lifts up, but it doesn't just lift up and towards you. It can also then unfold. Ooh. To double its size. So now the entire lower area is covered and you have something more akin to a card table. Cool. Yes. It is it, it, it is so magical and <laughs> we have been enjoying because We've been enjoying, cause we gave up. I, I have given up Chris every once in a blue moon is like, what if we ate dinner at the dining room table? And I'm like, <laughs> you're cute, funny. No. <laughs> um, and so now, so we've like, they've been using like Chris and Theodore are more willing to just use the coffee table for food. And we often use it, especially if we're doing fondue, but I mm-hmm. have been using like a a tv tray but now and the table is long enough all three of us can have our little meal that's right? awesome right it's so cool looking i can't you're i can't wait for y'all to see it when y'all come visit in september it's gonna be great <laughs> so excited <sighs> yeah so like <sighs> it's the little things right Truth. um like the little things that improve, that make things easier, right? That just, yay, yay. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm very excited to have this ridiculous <laughs> coffee table and be like, I'm keeping this forever. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, um, which is good because it offsets some other things that were kind of poopy last week in terms of like, The state of the world and workers' rights and women's rights and Mm grrr. But who cares? Right now, I'm just going to focus on this new coffee table that's so cool. So cool. (laughs) And by the way, listeners, I got it from Walmart.
1: I did. Oh.
0: I did. Walmart (laughs) had the best one. Like, I was – Wow. They did. Because I was looking through all of the options all over the place – Mm -hmm. amazon target nicer furniture places blah 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 and i mean we ended up spending a couple hundred on it like it wasn't Mm -hmm. super cheap um but walmart was walmart was the only one that had anything like what like this and i was like i mean i I, like i guess i'm buying from walmart but it's really cool it's really cool so um so yeah yeah. I'm glad we both found so
1: much joy this Excellent. week. Excellent. So consumer joy. joy. It's consumer joy. Let's not let's be real. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, but, yeah. Yeah. The joy isn't from the spending of money. The joy is from making something better. In your Absolutely. case, making your taste buds and your belly better. Mm-hmm. And in my case, making uh kind of the same thing. Like it's a lot easier to eat my dinners in comfort.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. And that is very real happiness. That's joy,
0: yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, listeners, uh, we hope that you have found joy this week. Um, and of course, we'd love to hear from you um, yes, on anything please. joyful you have found, uh, because Lord knows I'm always on the lookout. Um, <laughs> I'm. Let's see, other things that brought me joy: Ted Lasso. Uh, I don't oh, yeah. care about the haters. I'm loving this season. So I and I can't wait for the ending. I can't wait. I, I have
1: theories. Did you see that uh, uh, the, the actress who plays the boss? the I can't remember. Uh, uh, Hannah Waddingham. Sh- Hannah Waddingham was a host of Eurovision this year. I did not see that. Oh, my gosh. I, I watched eurovision this year and i'm very proud of myself uh, but that also brought me joy was seeing her. it's like oh i know her i know something about eurovision now <laughs> she's she's so amazing she's so she funny is. she's so talented she's so tall i was gonna say she ju- was just towering over everybody else like graham norton was standing next to her and he was like a wee little man Oh, was a wee little man mm-hmm. um
0: So, yeah, now, great, now, just doing that accent, I want to go watch The Quiet Man.
1: Okay, perfect.
0: (laughs) Your grandfather deported to Australia, and your father, he was a good man, too. (laughs) (laughs) The line flew over my head when I was a kid, but it's hilarious to me as an adult. Um,
1: Perfect. all yeah. right bring us out
0: wendy okay sorry uh, you know it is what it is so listeners thank you so much for joining us this week in our chaos pleasure dome um i have been one of your co-hosts wendy joined as always by that one melissa that's right uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and we uh-huh. will talk to you next week Bye! Bye!
1: Boop, 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 Bye! Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton. New episodes arrive every Thursday. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also visit us at XanaduCinema.com, follow us on Twitter at XanaduCinema, and like us on Facebook at Zanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome
0: okay. okay Hey Melissa yeah moment of silence. <gasps> By the way, I can hear you.
1: <laughs> I'm sure you can. <laughs> so the moment of silence was. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, let's try that again.